Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. You know what's wonderful about the gospel? Four o'clock this morning, I couldn't have been standing here. I went to bed ill last night. I was very nauseous. My throat was on fire. I had a headache. I couldn't stand. I was weak and shaky. Four o'clock this morning, Dole had his own fight. I had mine. So I went downstairs at four o'clock this morning, and I pulled up my program that I did last Sunday morning. It was anointed. And I joined my faith with that anointing. And about five minutes into it, I started laughing. I started laughing because the gospel is that Jesus died for me, and he was buried for me, and he was raised again for me. And when I finished laughing, here I am. It was all gone. Most of it was gone. And I went back to bed for an hour. It's great. Now, I'm going to challenge you again this morning. Do you believe the Bible? You know, all the denominations, all the different churches we go to, if you say you're Christian, we should have something in common, and that's the Bible, the Word of God. It's written in the Word of God that it is forever. The Word of God was before the earth was created, and the Word of God will be here after the Word after the world disappears. The word of God is forever. Jesus himself said the word of God cannot be broken. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Let's take a look. I'm going to answer some questions you have. You might have had your whole life. I want you to turn to Exodus 34. I'm going to begin in verse 5. This is God revealing his own personality to Moses. God telling Moses what he's really like. The best way to find out about somebody is to let them tell you about themselves. Here, the God, Jehovah, the God of heaven, is going to tell Moses exactly what he's like. Let's see what it says. Verse 5, And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. This is God. This is Jehovah who doesn't change. He said, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Now notice this next part, and that will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children under the third and fourth generation. Do you see what that word says? I'm going to read it again to you. That last part says, and will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity, the sin of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children and upon the third and fourth generation. Ah, oh, but he's a loving God. The word doesn't say that right there, does it? Does it? God is just. He's God. And the word of God doesn't change. God doesn't change. I said this last week. The same God in the Old Testament is the same God in the New Testament. He didn't change. He doesn't change. He's God. The only thing that changed was the covenant. Now, go with me to Deuteronomy 28. 
What does sin bring? Verse 15. But it shall come to pass that if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee. You ever wonder where those curses came from? All these curses shall come upon thee. Why? Because you didn't obey God. Because you didn't do what God told you to do. And what happens when you don't do what God tells you to do? Tells you right here, 16. Cursed shall thou be in the city, and cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket in thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy land, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. And the Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke, in all that thou settest thy hand unto do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. Whereby thou hast forsaken me. And I can hear you now say, oh, but that's the Old Testament. Oh, you mean all those curses have disappeared? You mean we don't have any of that stuff anymore? Have you been outside your house lately? The curses never went away. Now, turn with me to Joshua 7. Find out what happens when we don't obey God and these curses come upon us. Joshua 7, 12. Therefore, the children of Israel, this is the children of Israel. They went out to fight Ai. They went out to fight Ai. God was with them, with um, Jericho. They go out to get Ai. 36 men die. Why? Says it right here. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their back before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed thing from among you. You see what happens when you're cursed? God's not with you. God is not with you. Have you ever wondered why there were some people that it looked like it didn't matter what they did, it was going to fail? Have you ever felt that way? That no matter what you did, no matter where you went, no matter how hard you tried, it failed. I remember we went through a period of time in our house when I was in Frisco. I had four children. And it seemed like we went through a period that they were getting cuts, lacerations. I mean, I was always taking somebody to the doctor to stitch them up. They wouldn't get sick, but they'd get cuts. And it'd be seven stitches or 15 stitches or four stitches. I mean, it was an ongoing thing. I made a joke one time about I'm going to keep the thread and the needle at home. I didn't understand what was going on until one day it dawned on me. My God, this is a curse. This is a curse. And I started asking some questions about my family and my husband's family. And I found out that there was a family that the same thing was happening to them. What does it say? It says the uh, visits the iniquity on the third and fourth generation. You say, well, that's not fair. He's God. Go ahead and argue with him. See what happens. You're going to lose. Amen. Third and fourth generation. I broke the curse over my children about getting lacerations. And you know what? After I broke that curse, we never had another stitch. Amen. We have never had another stitch because of a cut or a fall, or something like that. Never had one. Why? The curse was broken. How did that happen? Now, turn with me 
to Galatians 3. 13. This is Jesus. I'm going to begin in verse 11. But by no man is justified by the law in the sight of God it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith. Did you hear that? The law is not of faith. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. Now look at verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Let's go back and see where that happened. I want you to go back to Deuteronomy for me. This is a wonderful scripture if you see it in the gospel. Verse 22 of Deuteronomy 21. And if a man has committed a sin worthy of death, if a man have committed a sin worthy of death, and he be put to death, thou shalt hang him on a tree. And his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day. For he that is hanged is accursed of God. Accursed of God. A man hanging on a tree is accursed of God, that thy land be not defiled, which the Lord thy God has given thee for an inheritance. A man hanging on the tree is accursed of God. Of God. Guess where that man's going to go? A man hanging on a tree is accursed of God. Who put Jesus on the tree? The Father did. Jehovah himself made the way for Jesus to hang on a tree. So you know what that made Jesus? That made the Savior of the world, the one that healed all those nations of people, all those thousands of people, all that man that did all those miracles, put him on a tree, and he became a curse of God. A curse. Do you know that man went from he that knew no sin became sin. And when Jesus was hanging on that tree, he was the absolute worst man ever to be on a tree. The worst man ever to die. The worst man ever. Because he had our sin on him. My sin, your sin, not sin in general, our sins. Do you know Jesus died a murderer? Do you know he died a child molester? Do you know he died a thief? He died a liar? He died an extortioner? He died a, a mass murderer. Jesus died sin. He died an adulterer. He died a perverse sex. He died of lying. He died of manipulation. He died of self-righteousness. He died of pride. He died of unbelief. He died an unbeliever. Jesus became a curse for us, and God counted him accursed. The God that he was with daily, God turned his back on him. In Habakkuk, it says that he can by no means, by his eyes, look on sin. He turned his back on Jesus. Because Jesus was the worst. He died the absolute 
worst, accursed of God. And then he went to hell because that's where sinners go. And he was the worst. And it says in the Psalms, he went to the lowest hell. Why? Because he was the worst sinner. Why? Because he was doing it for you. He was doing it for you. Whatever you were, he became. You have, you have sin in your life, Jesus became it. And he was a curse of God. I can hardly imagine that Jehovah looked on Jesus and saw him as a cursed, wicked sin, the worst. And he went to hell for it, for you, for you, for you. Isn't that amazing? He did it for you. He became a curse for us. So that we can get rid of the curses. So that we can get rid of the curses. You know that curse with my children always getting lacerated. You know what? That curse went away. Why? Because Jesus became a curse for us. It didn't matter if I had sinned, my grandfather had sinned, my mother had sinned, my great-grandfather had sinned. It didn't matter. Jesus bore it on the cross. He bore it on the cross and I broke the power of that curse and it's gone. You know, I forgot all about this until this morning. When I was in uh, late high school, early college, I was, I was um, trying to obey God. I was tithing when I worked in a restaurant. I was going to several churches. I was seeking God. It's when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I had some female problems that I considered severe. When my, I'll say it, when my period started, I would faint. The pain was so bad, I couldn't get out of bed. So every 28 days in school, I wasn't there. I couldn't do it. And I finally talked to my mother, and she finally took, you know, I took to, I don't go to doctors very much. I, didn't, I think I saw three doctors growing up. Anyway, I went to the doctor. She took me to the doctor, and he gave me these horse pills. I swear they're that big. He said, this will take care of the cramps. Okay. I obeyed the doctor. The first time, when it came again, I mean, they hurt. Friends, they hurt. They really hurt. I couldn't do anything but lay in bed. So I took one pill. Now I'm laying in bed and feeling all sorts of craziness. I said, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't handle. I mean, I'm, I'm less than 100 pounds, and I'm taking a pill that's half my size. You know, and I mean, I could, uh, to be honest, it felt like I was losing control of my facilities. And I said, I'm not doing this. And I took the jar and I tossed it in the toilet. And I had a friend that said, you know, you could have sold those on the street for quite a bit. Come on. So it caused somebody else to sin. Anyway, I threw them in the toilet and I told God, I said, I need help. I need help. You know what? He broke the curse. From that day forward, I never had that again. I never had the pain again. I never fainted again. God broke the curse. I didn't even realize what happened until this morning. I just knew there was a day when I threw those pills away. I was done. It was done. It was gone. God broke the curse. Do you know what? You can do the same. You don't need to go to a special man of God to break a curse in your life. you got Jesus in you. You have the man that was raised from the dead in you. You have a man that knows that curse because he carried it for you. 
in his own body. And when God raised him from the dead, he raised you with him. And now if you are born again, you have that man in you. You have the spirit of that man in you. And he's not afraid of curses. He has seen the worst. He is not afraid of you. He has carried the worst. He was the worst. You know, you can't say you were the worst anymore. Jesus was. Jesus was because he was carrying you. He was carrying you. You can believe. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.